And a good morning and welcome to the Mecca Sports Talk. I'm your host, Keith Dewar, for this Sunday, December the 5th, 2021. So we get you set for the remaining games of week number 13 in the NFL. Most notably, of course, you got the Chargers and the Bengals from Cincinnati today. You have the bloodbath in Pittsburgh between the Ravens and the Steelers at 425. And you also have, of course, tomorrow night, the big one between the Patriots and the Bills up in Buffalo. And I'll give you my picks uh, for those three games as well as for the local teams uh, in a couple of minutes. But I want to start with what was another despicable, disgusting, dreadful effort yesterday by the New York Knicks. Another game at home that they lose. Another game that they start out slow. Another game where the defense just wasn't there. Three-pointers basically galore by Denver that were wide, wide, wide open. No effort whatsoever from this team. You know, and I'm glad to see Julius Randle call out the team basically saying that, you know, we have to start with defense first. Yeah, you got that right. You got to start with defense first because the offense in this team is terrible. They can't shoot straight. They cannot shoot straight. And every other shot's a three-pointer. You know, no continuity whatsoever. This team continues to get off the slow starts left and right and putting themselves behind the eight ball and then having to play catch-up. That's not how you win games. You have to come out from the very opening tip-off and show some defensive effort and some ball movement and some cohesion, etc. to get where you need to go, and that's win basketball games. And right now, this team is just beyond inconsistent. They cannot get out of their own way. And again, you saw it yesterday against Denver. Denver had wide-open three-pointers left and right. Denver just pulverized the Knicks from the opening tap. And and that's it. So the Knicks now 5-8 and eight at home, continuing to show very little life out there. And I don't know what the answer is at this point because the way this team is constituted right now, you know, if they even get in the playoffs, it's going to be a surprise at this stage. The way they look right now, the way they look right now, this looks like a lottery team. And it's hard to believe I'm even saying that because the way they looked last year and, you know, again, you had a lot of effort, you had a lot of drive, a lot of charisma, a lot of this, a lot of that, and they were able to get into the playoffs. Yes, they lost in the first round to Atlanta, but you you figured that there was some uh, incline with this team, not decline like we've seen so far. Now, I know they started 9-13 last year before they went on a run and obviously finished 41-31, and but... Right now, you have to be very, very concerned with this team. And, you know, again, they can't beat the good teams. And Denver was missing a couple of guys yesterday. We know that. Still missing Murray. So he's, he's out for a while longer. And, and again, it just gets to the point now where you scratch your head and say, what the heck happened with this team? What is going on with this team? And the the big thing is, it's the starting lineup. The starting lineup just cannot get this team off to consistent good starts. There's just way too much inconsistency. And I understand, you know, you took Kemba Walker out of the starting lineup, and basically he's on the bench now. You know, Alec Burks is not a, a starting point guard, though, in the NBA. He's not. You know, he's a guy that should be coming off the bench. So, I mean, does this mean you put quickly in the starting lineup? I don't know, but 
I think you got to try something at this point. You know, but Thibodeau is all about defense first. And we know the Knicks have not played good defense this year in comparison to last year. They just haven't. You know, statistically speaking, I believe they were the best team in the NBA last year against three-pointers. And this year, they're pretty much the polar opposite. I mean, look at the game yesterday. Denver had wide-open threes no matter... At every turn. At every turn. It didn't matter. Jokic or whoever. Three-pointers galore. The Knicks couldn't defend. And if they don't defend, they're not going to win. Because quite frankly, their offense is just not consistent enough. And it's not good enough. And I'm going to keep saying it until I'm blue in the face. But until they start getting more consistent effort from the likes of R.J. Barrett and Evan Fournier, who are guys that need to score for this team to be successful, the Knicks are just going to basically chug along and, if at best, be a 500 team, maybe sneak in the playoffs, and they'll get pulverized in the first round by somebody if they happen to win in that dopey play-in tournament thing that they do. But you got to be extremely concerned right now as a Knicks fan. And I don't know what what the end all or the end result's going to be of everything, but the way they look right now, this team is, I, I don't think, even a top eight team in the East. They don't look it. They certainly don't look it right now. So major concerns at MSG for the Knicks. Now, of course, the other team that plays in MSG, the Rangers, another win last night against the Blackhawks. Uh, a one-goal victory, and they continue to win, which you kind of, in a way, scratch your head and say, how is this team doing this when you have the likes of Zabinadad doing nothing offensively for the Rangers? Panarin had a real good game last night, but right now the Rangers battling for pretty much supremacy in the entire NHL, and nobody would have expected that at the start of the season. I mean, I predicted the Rangers would barely miss out on the playoffs for the 2021-22 season. But the way they look right now, with Gallant as the head coach, and Shesterkin's playing at a Vezina caliber level right right now, even though he's going to be out for next week with a lower body injury. Luckily, it doesn't seem to be too serious. But for the Rangers right now, I mean, hey, can they keep it up? Can they keep it going? That remains to be seen, but right now you got to be very happy if you're a Rangers fan because they continue to pull out wins. They're playing well at home. I mean, they're playing well everywhere right now. But can they get through this next little stretch with Georgiev in goal while Shesterkin recovers from his injury? That, we're going to have to see how that plays out. But obviously right now, if you're a Ranger fan, you'll take the wins however you could get them. And the way they look right now, they are uh, they look like a playoff team, that's for sure. Now, how far they could go, that remains to be seen. They they'd still, as I said, they need a top six forward some way, somehow. Because unless Jabinadad gets his act together, then you're going to definitely need a top six forward, undoubtedly, on this team. Uh, to propel them to maybe second round of the playoffs type of thing. But if they get Shesterkin back and he plays at the level he has been playing at right now, as he has for the whole season so far, then Rangers could go a long way potentially. 
And, you know, after Lundqvist retired, I mean, you, you thought that you weren't going to have a, a Vezina caliber type of goaltender between the pipes uh, for quite a while. But it's looking like Shesterkin's the real deal. And if as long as he can stay on the ice, then you got to be happy with what you're seeing. And hopefully that continues down the road for the Rangers. Now, in regards to the college football from yesterday, uh, Alabama blew out Georgia uh, 41-24. So they will definitely be in the college football playoff. And they'll be announcing the top four teams a little bit later this afternoon. uh, And we'll see who ends up being the top four. To me, it's going to be Alabama's going to be top top dog at this point. They're number one. Uh, I would suspect Michigan at the blowing out Iowa yesterday, forty-two to three, will be the number two team. Uh, Alabama's probably going to play Cincinnati. I would imagine they'll be the four seed, and and it's good to see obviously a team that's not in the Big Five or the Big Six conferences, so to speak, get into the uh, college football playoff. And Georgia, to me, is going to probably be number three. And they'll play Michigan. I think that'll be the matchups, which I would imagine would be Alabama beating Cincinnati. And then Georgia-Michigan's a tough game. You know, Georgia hasn't played really anybody significant this year other than a flawed Clemson team in the first week of the season. And that, that to me, you know, I would probably give an edge to Michigan right now, the way Michigan looks beating Ohio State handily, and then, of course, whipping up on on Iowa yesterday in the Big Ten Conference Championship game. So right now, though, if if I had to pick one of them to win, one of these four teams to win it all, I mean, it's hard to pick against Alabama. You know, it just, Saban is a legend, and Alabama just figures out ways to win every single year. It doesn't matter Injuries or not, they lost their best wide receiver yesterday to a torn ACL. But Alabama, they're still the team to beat. And I'd like to see them play Michigan in the championship game. You know, I would root for Michigan heavily in that matchup. But I'm still hard-pressed to pick against Alabama in uh, in a clutch situation, such as, of course, the college football playoff. So, so we'll see what the matchups end up being, but... I don't imagine anybody but those four teams will be playing for a championship uh, in the next few weeks. So, you know, I don't see Baylor uh, propelling themselves into the top four. You know, they have two losses. Uh, They did beat Oklahoma State yesterday in a tough game. They did lose to Oklahoma State earlier in the year. So I don't really see anybody else as a top four contender at this stage. Notre Dame's not a top four contender. So... You know, Ohio State, obviously, with that loss to Michigan, they dropped out of the top four for sure. So I would definitely say Alabama versus Cincinnati, Michigan versus Georgia will be the the semifinal matchup in the college football playoff. So we'll see how how that's voted upon later this afternoon by uh, by the committee. And it should be interesting. So on to the NFL. So today we're going to see... Well, the Jets are home for Philadelphia. And, you know, the craziest stat came out this week that Philly is 11-0 against the Jets. The Jets have never beaten the Eagles. And right now, do you really expect the Jets to beat the Eagles today? The answer is maybe. 
The answer is maybe because, you know, Jalen Hurts is out. We saw Philadelphia obviously struggle mightily against the Giants last week. And, you know, again, this is an opportunity for the Jets to win their second straight game today. Uh, is Zach Wilson going to be good enough against that Philly, Philly front four? That remains to be seen. I don't, I'm not really sure on that one. But here we go with my picks, which I need a good week this week. You know, I've had a couple of bad weeks in a row, and I need to get my act together. I haven't had a winning record since week 10, which was 4-3. and three, But I've had now, let's see, four out of the last five weeks a losing record. And with a 38-43-2 and two record right now, I need a, a heavy-duty week this week. I need a 6-1 and one or a 7-0 week, which is going to be very hard to do. But we're going to give it a shot. So here I go with the picks for week number 13 in the NFL. All right, so as I was just discussing with Philly and the Jets, so this game, now the spread is obviously... Well, it should be a little bit less now, up to date, because of the fact that Minshew's going to be quarterbacking for Philadelphia today, but I'm going by what the spread was earlier in the week, which was the Eagles were giving 6.5 on the road against the Jets, and I'm going to take the Jets today. I'm going to take the Jets. Why not? You know, the Jets, not that they played spectacularly against the Texans last week down in Houston, but... The way Philly looked against the Giants last week was even more concerning. And I think right now, you know, you give the Jets a fighter's chance today at home against the Eagles. You know, Minshew, I have no idea what we're going to get out of him. You know, he likes to check down the ball, to check down the passes to... He'll be doing that probably all day to Goddard and company. So I really think the Jets are going to hang around in this game. Now... Are they going to win outright? Eh, that remains to be seen. I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm still going to lean towards Philly winning this game, but I think the Jets will keep it close enough to whereas they'll cover. So I'm going to take the the Jets. Uh, I think they'll lose by three. So give me. And this won't be a tremendous offensive performance by either either team, but I'm going to go with the Eagles 19 and the Jets 16. In game number one. So give me the Jets plus six and a half at the Meadowlands in, in MetLife Stadium for game number one. Game number two. Well, the Giants go down to Miami today, and this does not seem like a fun matchup to me from the Giant perspective. Obviously, Daniel Jones is hurt. He won't play today. What else is new? Another Giants offensive injury. Miami's won four in a row. Going for number five today. They're a six-point favorite at home. And I like the Dolphins probably by double digits today. I think the Dolphins, again, their offense looks better. Two has been very good lately. The defense, though, has been the, the side of the football that's been really good for the Dolphins lately. And, again, the Giants, with no Jones, you're going to be starting. But, you know, the backup is going to be starting today. I mean, are we really confident in Mike Glennon? If you're a Giants fan, no. We're barely confident in Daniel Jones. So how the heck are we going to be confident in Mike Glennon? The answer is we're not. You know, Miami's going to put pressure on Glennon today. No doubt about it. And that's that's a problem. 
Well, you know the Giants' woes on the offensive line. So I think Miami's going to pressure Glennon today heavily, force him into mistakes, and I think Tua will essentially, you know, he'll he'll do what he needs to do. The Giants' only chance today to win this game is for their defense to do what they did similarly, like they did last week at home against Philly. I don't see it happening. I think the Dolphins win by double digits today. So I'm going to take the Dolphins winning this game by a score of 27-14 against the Giants. Game number two. Game number three. The Chargers and the Bengals from Cincinnati. Now, that's this is an interesting game. It's a three-point spread. They're giving a field goal to the, uh, the Chargers, Cincinnati. And I like the Bengals at home today. You know, we know the, the woes of the Chargers against the run. Dead last in the NFL. You know, they're going to have to obviously get an elite performance today from Herbert and, and company. I'm personally thinking that the Bengals not only cover, they're going to win this game by double digits. I just, the, the Chargers are just a weird, weird team. You know, they're, they're very, very inconsistent. You know, and they should be better. They should be better than this. They should be better than 6-5. and five. They're going to be 500 after today and move to 6-6. Six and six. The Bengals are for real. They look for real right now. You know, we saw what they did against the Steelers last week. We saw what they did the weekend, the week before against the, the Raiders in, in Vegas. And I think they win again today. So I'm going to take the Bengals winning this game by double digits, in fact. Uh, we'll go Cincinnati 34 and the Chargers 24. Game number three. Game number four. We'll go for the AFC North bloodbath between the Ravens and the Steelers. The Steelers are getting four and a half at home, and I don't think that's nearly enough. I think the uh, the Ravens, who have not played, to me, their best football yet, uh, I think they come out today, though, and they make a statement on the road at Pittsburgh against the Steelers. And what better team to do it against, quite frankly, if you're the Ravens? Because we know the matchup between... Harbaugh and against Tomlin that these two they've had 30 battles I think and it's a 15 and 14 record this is the 30th battle I believe today between the two of them as as coaches and it's a 15 and 14 record so obviously most of these games are close but Pittsburgh to me there's a lot of concerns and most notably with Big Ben because Roethlisberger who looks like he's going to retire finally and with good reason because he has not looked good at all for the Steelers. And while they gave a little bit of a tease earlier in the year to Steelers, they are now reverting back to what I thought that they would be, which is a team that's just struggling to score points, a team that's just struggling to do anything right. And I think the Ravens today come out and make a statement on the road against their divisional rival. I'm going to take the four and a half points that the uh, Ravens are getting. And I think this is also going to be a double-digit win. I'm going to take the Ravens winning this game by a score of 30-17. to 17. Game number four. Game number five, let's go to the Pacific Northwest. Uh, for the 49ers and the, and the Seahawks. 49ers are giving three and a half. They're a three and a half point favorite on the road. And I like them today. Seattle is just a mess right now. We saw what they did against the uh, the Deadskins the other night. 
in Washington. And right now, look, the end is coming for Russell Wilson in Seattle. We know that. Where he goes ultimately next year, we'll, we'll have to see how that plays out. Whether it's the Giants or whether it's the Texans, you know, a team that needs a quarterback in the in a desperate way. Uh, but right now the 49ers, hey, 49ers we know are a top team running the football. I think they're going to obviously do that today. They had a nice win last week against a, a surging Vikings team in San Francisco. And today with Garoppolo... The running attack, Seattle can't move the football, Seattle can't keep basically the offense off the field for the opposing team, so I think this is definitely a matchup that the 49ers take full advantage of today. Uh, this is also, I think, going to be a double-digit win. I'm going to take the 49ers winning today's game by a t- score of 27-13 to 13 against the Seahawks, game number five. Game number six, we'll head to Hotlanta for the Falcons and the Bucks. Bucks are given ten and a half on the road, and I like the Bucks in this game. Bucks earlier in the year struggled against the Falcons for most of the game at home before uh, Brady had three touchdowns in the fourth quarter to seal the game. And look. Tampa Bay, I know they have all this controversy going on with Antonio Brown and his nonsense with the fake vaccination card and whatnot. You know, total idiot. Having said that, though, again, I just like the champs in this matchup. And we still really haven't seen Tampa Bay click on all cylinders. I know they last week's game, even against the Colts, Tampa Bay, you know, they, they, they struggled for a vast majority of the game. They were able to pull it out at the end, 38-31. to 31. But right now, Tampa Bay, on both sides of the football, we haven't seen their very best yet. In one game, honestly. Today might be that day. You know, the Falcons, again, the only chance the Falcons have is they're going to have to force a bunch of turnovers against Tampa Bay. And right now, again, Tampa's looking to get that number one seed in the NFC. And... They're going to win this game, I think, handily against the Falcons. Uh, Pretty much a 17-point win. So I'm going to go Tampa 38 and the Falcons 21 in game number six. And the final game of the week, which is the final game of the week, tomorrow night, Patriots and the Bills. The Pats are getting three on the road. And I'm going to take the underdog in this one. I'm going to take the Patriots. And the reason I'm going to take them is, I think right now, Buffalo's a little too up and down for me. Patriots are playing phenomenal football right now, especially on the defensive side of things. You have Mac Jones, who's looking nothing like a rookie right now for the Patriots, playing at a high level, playing at an effective level, playing at a consistent level. And when you have consistency, you have efficiency, and you have... A team right now with their leader uh, looking nothing like a rookie. I'm going to take the Pats in this one, and I think they're going to win this game outright, too, no less. Uh, It's going to be a close game. You know, Buffalo's not a pushover, obviously, by any stretch of the imagination. But I still think the AFC East is going to run through New England. And don't be surprised to see the Patriots make a run for the Super Bowl this year. I know it's hard to believe. 
It's hard to fathom a rookie quarterback, this and that. But New England looks for real right now. And until I see some more consistency from Buffalo on both sides of the football, I'm going to stick with the team that I think is more consistent right now, and that's the Patriots. So I'm going to take the Patriots winning this game outright. I'll go Patriots 24, Bills 20 up in Buffalo. So to recap the picks for week number 13, I'm going to take the the Jets plus 6.5 at home against the Eagles. I'm going to take the Dolphins minus 6 at home against the Giants. Cincinnati minus 3 at home against the Chargers. Baltimore minus 4.5 at Pittsburgh. San Francisco plus, minus 3.5 in Seattle. The Bucks minus 10.5 in Atlanta. And the Patriots plus 3 on the road at the Buffalo Bills. For week number 13 in the NFL. So, so that'll pretty much do it for this episode of the Mecca Sports Talk. Of course, if you want to take a listen, you can follow me on Instagram and on Facebook. You can follow me on Spotify and also check me out, uh, Google the Mecca Sports Talk, and I will, uh, you'll, you'll be, have access to all the episodes you want. So I will be back the middle of the week to recap the 13th week of the NFL. Uh, and of course, you know, we know everything going on with the, the collective bargaining agreement issues with baseball right now. Nothing going on in baseball, which kind of stinks because there's no hot stove talk. Uh, you know, of course, the news I mentioned briefly about Ben Roethlisberger looks like he's going to retire at the end of the season. And I think, you know, hey, uh, old man age, you know, beats out everybody eventually. It's going to eventually beat out Tom Brady, too, at some point, you know, when he decides to finally hang it up. Because, you know, old man age always wins at the end. So, you know, they're always undefeated, forever undefeated. So I think, uh, you know, Roethlisberger is going to be leaving at the right time. Or actually, I would say realistically, it's probably about a year or two late, quite frankly, for for him. Uh, You know, we've seen definitely a a decline in his arm strength. You know, he can still throw the football down the field, but he just doesn't have the zip on the ball like he used to. And it's kind of funny because Pittsburgh started 10-0 last year, 11-0. And since then, you know, Pittsburgh's way under 500. Since uh, that point in time, so uh, obviously, you know it's it's sad to see one of the old guard go, but obviously Roethlisberger will be in Canton one day, undoubtedly a Hall of Famer, um, and you know again it's going to be interesting to see how they turn the page. You know Russell Wilson could be a destination for Pittsburgh possibly next season, considering the fact that you're not going to have a quarterback. So I think, uh, and it's not a great quarterback class in the draft either. So don't be surprised to see the Steelers uh, look into possibly Russell Wilson or even Deshaun Watson if he gets his situation in gear at some point. So again, that'll do it for this episode. And everybody enjoy the games for week number 13 in the NFL. I'll be back on in the middle of the week. And again, everyone enjoy all the action today and definitely that game tomorrow night between the Pats and the Bills. Take care and everyone enjoy your day.